0: Thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of Failing Forward. This is Hip Hop Eddie, the voice of a generation. And now your host, Kill
1: Ray. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the Failing Forward Podcast. Brought to you by our ever so lovely sponsors over at Stay Illuminated. Go to Stay Illuminated right now. Typing crappy awesome at checkout to get free shipping. Cause it's, it's pretty tight. Yo, so much to, uh, catch you guys up on, man. Um, you haven't heard from us for, for a minute. This is what I can tell you is a platform collection that hosts, uh, the Failing Forward podcast soon to be Hosting Failing Forward podcast as well as um, My flagship show Crappy Awesome With uh, my co-host Arash We haven't been recording because we are In the midst of um, Launching some brand new Video content Over at PlatformCollection.com And um, It's taking up a lot of time That Plus us completely revamping like our business structure, our platform collection. That's, that's a bunch of boring stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of paperwork, let's say. Um, but since the last time I talked to you, oh man, so much has happened. And I'm bummed because I'm not really going to catch you guys up on that today. I, today, I, I've been sitting on this podcast for a minute um, because of some technical difficulties. But I had a chance to sit down. With um, some experts in the music business A journalist A DJ and business owner um, A rapper journalist And a teacher And um, actually that other journalist is a rapper as well Um, So I, I sat down with three really good people and, uh, I call him friends now For sure, um, I didn't know 1019 Uh, I actually met him The day I recorded this episode And, uh, we have this really cool round table With 1019 they're, they're all gonna introduce themselves, so, uh But it's my boy 1019 Uh, my boy Nate From SD Loves Hip Hop And my boy Bernie You know him as DJ Inform From, um tons of things. But he also owns a, a record store called Beatbox Records in San Diego. And we have this really dope conversation um just about a lot of music stuff. We jumped around a lot. It was just a really dope conversation and and it was really cool to sit down with these three gentlemen. Definitely going to have them on the show again. They're all very knowledgeable. I suggest you guys follow them on Instagram. Their links will be on platform collection or over at killcray.com. is where you find this podcast most of the time. We're still working that out. There, there's a lot of loose ends that we're tying up right now. We're well into 2018. And um, to be quite honest with you, we just got some really dope opportunities that we had to jump on. And uh, yeah, but we're back now. That I promise. A new Crappy Awesome episode is dropping next week with uh, the homie Save Yourself, and uh, another Failing Forward podcast drops on Monday. So we're back. On Monday, I'm, uh, I promise Monday's episode, I'll catch you guys up with everything that's going on with me, as well as coming off um, my anti-anxiety medicine, which has been a trip, guys. Uh, I've been vocal about this in the past. I, I was. I'm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of medication that can help level you out. But some things have changed because I've. I've. I've come off the medication, and there are definitely some side effects. <sighs> it's been rough, but your boy's hanging in there. I feel great now but it's it's been quite a journey in fact as of yesterday i started feeling normal again and that's why i'm recording this intro i'm literally just needed to record the intro this podcast has been sitting here and i've been collecting some pieces for it and yeah man it's going down though thank you guys though for being patient that's that's really dope of you guys um a lot of people asking for new crappy awesome episodes and they are coming and we're leveling up. Look for a really dope video component, uh, attached to crappy awesome coming up really soon. And, uh, I could tell you this, look, I'll give you a little bit over at platform collection. There's going to be a food show. Yeah. That's about as much as I'm going to tell you about it. Food show. Uh, some of the podcast hosts that you currently know are about to have um, video shows over at platform collection, really original, really dope shows, but all that stuff, all these things I'm talking about, they take a lot of planning and time. So that's why we've, uh, scaled off crappy awesome for a little bit, but it's not going anywhere or is launching a, a whole other business, um, called justified hype that you guys got to check out. And, uh, I'm trying to help him with any of that. Uh, yeah. Lots of stuff, guys. But let's just jump right into this episode. Uh, I'll see you on Monday. It's all good. This will get you guys through the weekend. We'll hook back up on Monday and uh, get the train rolling. And the last announcement. Let me just throw this in really quick. I'm finally, finally doing a vlog on YouTube. And I think I finally came up with a concept. I think I talked to you guys about this before. I just wanted a really dope original concept, at least in the way that it's edited and, um, and, and in a way that you guys will be able to take it in, in a consistent fashion. And I finally have done that. We started filming today and it sh- the first episode should be out next week. So that's really dope. Follow me. Just search kill Sea Ray on YouTube right now. It's all my music videos, but it's about to turn into a full blown YouTube page. And I think that's really dope. And I'm super excited about that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man we'll catch up Monday. It's almost the weekend. Happy 420. And uh, smoke one for your boy. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, here's the episode. Enjoy it again with my boy Nate, DJ Inform, and 1019. Here we go. All right, man. Let's just go around the. We'll just go around. Somebody jump in. You want? You want to just say
2: your name, what you do,
1: describe yourself, however you feel.
2: Word. I'm Bernie. I go by DJ Inform. I own Beatbox Records and Barrio Logan on Logan Avenue. Uh, DJ make beats in San Diego. In San Diego. San Diego.
3: S.D. Loves Hip Hop, everywhere um, I am a husband, father, and a teacher, educator And, uh, yeah, just a lover of hip hop What what uh what grades? Um, 9, 10 in one class, and then 11th in the other Right, and how long has S.D.
1: Loves Hip Hop been around? We've been around about two years almost Right, and it's sdloveshiphop.com That's
0: correct hip-hop. Okay, and next My name is Jay Smith, aka 219 I'm a rapper, I'm a writer I am... Uh, do on-air work for San Diego, NBC here in San Diego. Yeah. I rally around the outside, stay away from trouble. Cali on the south side, breaking out the huddle. Double down, gambling, life is but a crapshoot. Stumbling, meandering, naughty-headed black dude. Tattooed girl, nice to meet you. Black boots and a sci-fi feature. She's a teacher, teaching first aid. I believe in things on first dates. It was over, all right, I'll see you. I was out. Not week, not week,
1: not Dude, okay, so I got you guys all together because um, one of the things I've been talking about on the show a lot is like trying to give like the most value to the people that listen. And a lot of the emails that we get like have to do with like, yo, it's super dope. Like, because on, on Crappy Awesome, Crappy Awesome presents this show, but on Crappy Awesome, it's very interview based on artists, and we try to get into their minds of art. Whereas with this show, what we really try to do is show people like give them more options than than they may be doing. As a young artist, if you're a young artist and you're listening, like I just talked to somebody today, right? Like Platform Collection, we're like in a place where we're like doing like major, major like expansion. So we're having to bring in new curators, new team members, right? For all different aspects. So I was talking to a young man today. I'm not going to say his name, um, but he called... He called me and he wanted to see how he could get involved with everything, right? And one of the things that young artists will put a lot of weight on, right, is um, who they know, right? Because at the beginning, a lot of the times that it feels like a lot, right? Like if if you're a young artist, you've never had something, you know, major happening in your career yet. If you meet like an artist who is doing those things, you'll tend to bank a lot on that right like i met him i know him like and he said he could hook me up you know all these different things right and one of the things that i had the artist do was i said okay explain to me today if we were to if platform collection was to cuz he was a he's an artist he he wants to be an artist but a curator as well right and one of the things we'd like to encourage the artists to do is, you know this, Nate, firsthand, um, 1019, you know this from interviewing people, the natural network that you build up through that, you could do a lot with that. And in me, a lot of times in, when you meet somebody in a professional manner, it builds a stronger relationship later rather than meeting somebody like at a show and going like, yo, here's my CD and like, yo, and then that person going, yo, that's dope. And then you going home feeling as if that's my hookup, right? Where the reality is, you know, everyone in this room has dealt with artists at a higher level, one point or another. And at times you guys have been in these situations where you're either tastemakers or booking shows or choosing who to interview or who to talk to, right? Those things are very powerful things to people who want to be in those positions or who would like to benefit from them. So what I'd like people to understand is like a proper way to go about those things. Like what's a proper way to go? Like, yo, you DJ, like, yo, how can I get on something that you're working on? Or like, you know, because mm-hmm. we we were all having this conversation off air to be completely transparent about people earning their spots, right, in this job. And whether or not, and that's something I really want to talk about, especially with the media guys, um, I know I'm super interested to hear from these guys who, whether or not you feel the media is like doing its job when it comes to hip hop, even on like an underground level or a local level or an indie level, we were just talking, Bernie was just mm. talking about being covered by the New York Times and still having, you know, there's all, nothing's ever perfect, right? And what is, wow. rep, what's representative of you through a story or through whatever can sometimes be skewed, right? It's just an honest thing that can happen,
2: right? Yeah, I mean the thing with the, I mean I wasn't knocking the the New York uh, we, Times. We, he was definitely not
1: knocking the New York Times. But, yeah, but it was it was right. a
2: nice little blurb about my record store, and and that was cool because they wrote up a bunch of stuff on my block. But I I guess the point I was making earlier was as far as impact on day to day business or like on my life at mm-hmm. all. You know, it's on the other side of the country. So yeah. like yeah, you know I now to be fair, I did have two people come in about six months after that article came out from Poland. And they came into my shop and they were looking around and they are like, oh, you're famous. Like, right. what are you talking right. about? And they're like, oh, we saw you in the New York Times. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then they were like oh, yeah, we're not going to buy anything. We just we just thought it was cool to come in here. Yeah, to be there, here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because
1: what is... I mean, so nowadays, you guys deal... You know, we all deal with artists on various levels, whether you're being interviewed or you're interviewing or you're sitting with a promoter or you're... Fame, the idea of fame, is so powerful. But what it's defined by is usually very superficial things, if you think about it, right? Like, they saw you in in on paper, Famous. That's not a far reach from the majority of how people think. The majority of people think paper, TV, magazine, famous. Because in their world, in order for them to make that happen, it's a it's a huge thing. It's It probably wouldn't happen, right? They'd have to do a bunch of stuff, or at least they think. And that's kind of some of the stuff I, I would like to clear up for people. Like how the moving parts behind running a business and the actual – non-glamorous work that goes into a lot of these things you know like what Nate what, what do you feel has been like one of the struggles dealing with a uh, an upstart blog at one point you guys were just starting and and let's I say you guys but it's you yeah it's just me right yeah. like complete transparency yeah. this is you yeah keeping up every aspect
3: yeah everything What were some of the early challenges? Other than, let's start with the fact that it's the community that gives me the ability to do that. Sure. You know, even like in this room, there's a connection between each of us, and the reason I'm in this room is probably because of DJ Artistic, right? So it's all relationships that give me. Um, So that all goes into it. But yeah. uh, I think the hardest thing is the fact that I'm still at hundreds of follower or hundreds of like views a month mm-hmm. um and I think I write well, yeah, and um but I also know that it's gonna be a slow organic climb because uh, there's nothing flashy, there's nothing sexy about what I'm doing, um I'm simply writing about music that moves me, yeah because I believe it has the power to move others, and that's not sexy, that's not fame that's not that's simply like.
1: Kind of a natural, healthy response right. to music, you know? Right, right, right. Um, do you so. find that? Do you find that artists get that? Like when artists, artists come to you, do they get like what this is? This is why this would benefit me. Of course, yeah. yeah. Artists do. Yeah,
3: the readers kind of don't, which I'm trying to find my way in that yeah. way. Um, but artists will always say like, oh, you actually understood that song. Or like, you know, choosy San Diego artist. He's like, I want you to write my bio. I want you to write oh, my Wikipedia no. page yeah. because of your response to Fly Me to the Moon. Right. Because they released. feel like you get them. Because I, I found the essence and I was able to translate it. Mm. They translate through music and I'm able to put into words kind of what the music feels like. And their essence is now translatable to Joe Schmo on the street who just wants to read about it or know and maybe that turns them onto it.
1: So, what what are some of the things have you encountered, um like a surprise from an artist in a negative way where you were like, "Oh, I didn't think this was going to turn out this way"? Has that happened to you yet?
3: You know, it hasn't. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, but I also will only write about like music and artists that I that really, you really really in, like, right? Um, because I never have to say anything negative, and I almost never have to worry about anything going sideways.
1: Yeah, yeah. You what know? what do you like, ten nineteen? What do you think about like because you get to deal with some publications that are major publications, right? They're considered major publications, but you also are very much part of a community that is like grassroots and indie. How do you find like like the link between those two things? Like, what do you feel like the service you give when you're
0: interviewing an artist is? I think one of the things that um, you know, I primarily cover rap music, hip hop, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I can i bring is you know an understanding of rap you know if 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 nothing else a passion for rap you know a love for rap music so i think coming coming from that angle you know i'm never i think a lot of times you know you have outsiders that hear the music yeah you know and they they hear it um they hear they see all the uh i don't know let's say you know all the negative aspects Mm -hmm. and that's that's all that they want to highlight You know what I mean? Sure. And that's not to say there aren't negative aspects, but you know, as as connoisseurs, we understand uh, it's it's a lot bigger than this. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's there's beauty here, man. You know these 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 cats. You know they they touch on all sorts of things. You know what I mean? It's so it's so big. So I think I bring that understanding to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not looking for um, I don't know just just as an example. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If somebody somebody has a song, man, it's about. uh, drug dealing right i'm not gonna come at it from the perspective of uh you're a degenerate lawbreaker, right you know what i mean so i'm I'm gonna come at it from the perspective of tell me about this story man how does this story um how does this relate to you as an artist absolutely right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so I, i i hope i'd like to think that's what i bring to uh to an interview, to a, an interaction, you know, um, with an artist on a local level, or or even you know somebody bigger than that sure. on a national level. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's what I hope to bring. You know what well, I mean? And that's one of those things. You,
1: you, uh, I I liked having you a part of this conversation because you have like this understanding of occasionally dealing with artists that come into town, right? Absolutely. Right, and they may be on like a major touring schedule, or they've been doing this for a while. This Absolutely. is their career. And then, again, like I said, you're also connect to San Diego in general And it's something that we are going to get to A platform collection has like Made a really big shift in covering a lot of oh, And here's the thing, this is something I'm going to want to hear your opinion about too Because I will openly admit, platform collection We went to LA first Because the San Diego That I was in, Bernie and I have talked about this The early years of San Diego Hip hop was so splintered mm. And there were so many Different things that It seemed like there there were strongholds. There were very big strongholds, right? But we also knew ahead of time, like at some point, we have to get out of this. Like we have to. It's the point. The point is not to just hang out here, right? Like uh, at some point, we all got to graduate. And so we decided to do that. And then coming back to San Diego, you know, we'd like to think we played at least some role in even through the cipher effect, bringing the cipher effect down, doing stuff that. Artists started to see that maybe, maybe, because I feel like this. And I know, you know, we've talked about this a little bit with, you know, a couple of you in the room that it seems like San Diego as a whole is starting to understand more of the business side of how this works. Right. Like it seems like it. And all of us have been there long enough to see it happen. Right. We have a few people who've turned things into bigger businesses right like people who've gone like "Eh, this isn't all i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. you know like bernie like when you decided to make that jump because it for you it's like a natural thing you're a record lover you're a music lover but that jump from i'm a dj i dj at clubs i dj but now i'm gonna open up a brick and mortar store
2: well there was there was stages yeah you know it wasn't like one to the next and it's kind of just a natural progression. I mean, kind of what Nate was saying earlier about um, just like organic growth. I think that's really important for, you know, for business anyways. So, you know, every step of the way, it's just been, it's just been gradual. I mean, I just put some new shelves in the shop today. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's like. And again, to be transparent, yeah. you have a very small team as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brick and um, store. Shout out to Tim mm-hmm. poetic. Yeah. Shout out works to Tim. He's there a couple days a week. He's been with the shop since the beginning. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, the jump, I mean, basically what happened was I was working a corporate job that I hated, and it was getting worse and worse every day to a point where, I mean, I just left at lunch one day and didn't go back. Like no I, shit. I couldn't even, like, quit, because I was just so fed up with them, you yeah. know, and it was just, like, such a shitty spot, and so... When that happened, I mean, I had a kind of a plan. I have a, I have a good friend, um, Chris DeJean, who he runs um, Coffee Pot Records, mm-hmm. which is like a—he just sells on eBay and discogs. just sells online, but been doing it for years. Kills it, and his record knowledge is—you know—he's he's one of the one of the most knowledgeable people I know. Yeah. Um, and so when I quit that job, I just went and worked for Chris for like three days or so. Learned, you know, the mechanics of selling online, and then. I was selling on eBay full time for like two years before, before the you shop. started the shop. Yeah. Yeah. And then the shop came around. I mean, I went to an art show um, from um, these guys, at the church, um, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. Ramel yeah. and Shout um, out to Real Jay. Yep. yep. And um, at the time there were some different guys around too. Um, but I went to one of their shows and they had a room they weren't really using. And the dude was like, uh, Mark, shout out to Mark. He was like, Hey, um, if you want to open a record store in here, you can just like that. And just threw it out there. No rent for like six months. Wow. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Wow. Where, yeah. And like I thought about it for the night, you know, and then the next day I was like, well, I'm not going to get another opportunity like this. At the time I was paying 80 bucks in storage unit fees a month. So I was like, well, I'll just empty my storage unit into this place and start selling stuff. And then I'm automatically saving 80 bucks a month.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: If it doesn't work, you know. Because the thing with, like, trying any kind of business or anything like that, if you do it gradual, you're not taking a huge risk. You know, it's you step by step. And then if you fail, I mean, worst thing possible is I just get another shitty corporate job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do the whole shit over again because yeah. those jobs aren't sustainable you for, know what a, I find, like, a human being. This know? is what I
1: find interesting about <laughs> you, though, man, is that you – like, I know – Having talked to you, having friends who've done this, I'm sure you guys can relate. Like it's knowing someone who runs a brick and mortar, there is a mindset behind that, right? Like not everybody can maintain a building and open up. It it is a mindset because there is a certain amount of repetition and patience, right, which – the reality is, is what that's what it takes for every part of our job, right? It's just so on display with you because they have an open time, they have a closed time. Somebody has to show up. Some, the, you can't go in there and there's no records. It always there's always has to be this consistency. But yeah. the thing that I find like interesting about you, dude, is not at no point did you go like, now that I'm doing this, I'm not a DJ anymore and I'm not going to produce anymore. And I'm like, you're like, ne- you're right in the middle of like creating a new project right now.
2: Yeah, well, I did. There was about a year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, at the beginning, no, I was still DJing a lot. But there was about a year. We've been open for about three and a half years. And there was about a year in the middle where, you know, I was still DJing from time to time. But I wasn't really producing much. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I I was just trying to get the shop together, you know. But did you give it up in your head? Were you like, I might not go back to that? No, of course not. Right. Right. Because I don't make music to... To make money, yeah, know, like make a name. I make music because I like to, yeah, you know? like it's not like a you know, like start one, like quit one day thing, yeah. you know, like if it's not for anybody else, like you know, if it's not fun anymore. But the thing is, is it, I get into different things with music and it stays fun, you know, yeah, and with records, it's always hearing something new every day, but know? it's like you, I don't know if you see it this way, definitely
1: as an outsider looking in, like I see this with all you guys, is you guys found a way to like hack hip hop a little bit, like you guys found a way to like keep having something feed into you, when whatever the artistic side might not be feeding you today, you know what, I'm gonna go do this, I'm gonna go write an article, I'm gonna go, go do it, when music's just not hitting, whatever it is, whatever it is, your other artistic sides, I feel like the healthiest artists I've seen, right? The people who seem the happiest seem to always find something to fill those like quiet times. And it, and it continues yeah. like their progress, whether they're studying music, whether they're writing something, whether they're just being around, whether they're podcasting or they're doing, they can't like get out away from it. And I've well, we've always had a philosophy on platform collection. Like if your plan B is to not be in this industry, right? Like to not be in it at all, at all, like, you just want just a corporate, like, that's your plan B. You should do that plan B because plan A, right? Like, if you're like, I'm an independent artist and some way I wanna stay independent. And even if I go back, I'm just going back to like rethink this out or yeah, I don't ever want a boss. A Basically, again. I don't want a boss. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's cut it, it's cut from like a different cloth because I now having done platform collection for the last six, seven years, like, you see, there are people on our website that are no longer here anymore, like, period, as far as like musically, artistically, at all. Yeah. yeah. At all. And they're very promising. So the talent wasn't equal to the commitment, mm. right? And that's something we see a lot. We see that a lot. And unfortunately, we see it a lot in artists that get boosted to the top really quick because there's something about persever- perseverance that builds. Like your anchor heavier into whatever it is that you're doing, right? Because you get invested. Like I want—I kind of want to try this again, you know. Like I, I didn't—that last album didn't do well. I want to try it again. Yeah. I wrote that—that that People weren't feeling that art. I want to explain myself. I want to—it never stops, you know. And I don't—I I know now at this at this point, like I'm supremely confident that the artistic mind just works that way, you know. It's just—it's just a bunch of different forms of that same thing. It just doesn't really shut off. You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah. Well, I,
0: a, yeah. You know, sometimes it's um, it's a bit of a moving target. Mm-hmm. At least you know personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I remember you know I remember having certain goals, man, and then um, you know, sometimes I'd hit them. Sometimes you know I'd i missed miss the target completely. But you know those times when I did hit the target, I okay, well, what now what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And yeah. um, that that I, once that started to 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 pro, you know once i started to process that the now what yeah you know what i mean then i was like oh man it's in a lot of ways it's an infinite sport yeah do you, do you, yes. do you know what i'm saying yes or, so yeah. i mean you know like just hypothetically speaking you know bernie you know you could be like, you know, I want to open up a chain of stores. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, in,
2: it, <laughs> I'm doing with one right now. <laughs> no, fair enough. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But you know what I'm
0: saying? I mean, in terms of, in terms of, of maybe potential or, or goal setting, you know what I mean? It's, it, I think like you're talking about the mindset you know if you have a certain mindset it becomes this infinite thing yeah, you know what I yeah, mean like I look yeah. at music you're never really gonna master never that. man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean I mean yeah. even music like I look at it and um you know it's not man this isn't football this isn't tennis your yeah. shoulders not gonna give out yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. Picasso was painting at 80 yeah you know yeah. Miles Davis was playing his horn as so an old almost, man, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. you know, there's there's this this the, the potential in, in some of these things, man. Is like, you know, if you have a certain mindset, man, it's 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 a never ending game.
2: Yeah, Was there yeah. were,
1: were there times for any of you, all of you guys, kind of chime in on this, where hip hop hurts you enough to be like, man, I don't, I don't know. Can I jump right yes. back real quick to, yeah, yeah, to Jay's yeah, sure. last point? Real, yeah. Um,
3: I think the difference is um, creating music like out of a uh, – when it comes from like the soul, mm-hmm. I feel like it comes out of who you are yeah. instead of creating music to try to define who you are. Right, right. Mm. You know, Where you're more of a vessel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if it's pouring out of you, I think you become that lifelong learner, that lifelong contributor. Mm. Yeah. But if you're doing it to try to – whether it's anything, be cool, yeah. be the mm. dopest, be the – if it's just for those reasons to try to add to identity instead of out of identity – you,
2: you can't yeah. sustain it. Yeah, you know, and people can tell oh, too. Yeah. It's really obvious. Ah, that, that's talk on that though, out. Bernie, like,
1: because, because, dude, honestly, I remember being like, just that young cat at the shows and seeing like these cats that I was like, man, they're doing it. Like this, it's either their venue or like they get to talk on the mic all night and that wow, <laughs> they're doing. And the whole time in my mind, I'm sure at that time I constructed a huge story of what it takes to do that. Mm-hmm. Until you do it. And then you're like, whoa, huh. This has less to do with, like, you could do the work. Everyone can do the work. Like, technically, you can do the work. You know? We've seen artists who are very competent. There, I, I, I know a lot of artists that are very competent. They crank out these things, but there isn't, like, a soul. If I could say that, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel – you don't yeah. feel the energy of it right away. And you, you know, those artists normally – it's not necessarily an evolution over time. It's just a shift to what's the next popular thing, right? Yeah. And one of the things I was telling the young artist that I was talking to was that because they were like, one of the things he said is like, yeah, man, you know, there's this huge youth movement happening and blah blah blah. Yeah, it, which is 100 happening. It that doesn't last forever. That's by the way, if you're not in on that already, you're not benefiting. It's not, you're not going to benefit. You're too late. Yeah. Like Hmm. the next phase And it seems like this happening uh, One of the things I I recently read Was this really cool um, Article and I believe it was Pitchfork Because it it was a rare thing That covered evidence right his new album And You guys know evidence from dilated peoples He's one of the Strongholds of the underground However something happened I watched him I watched these videos I watched all the videos that he put out Because I saw one and I started watching all of them his overall attitude on the new generation there's a shift that happened for sure i've never heard evidence go yeah yeah i'm really i'm i'm really curious and inspired by you know like all these cats like all the little zans and all the, and i'm like whoa evidence what but the fact that that conversation is happening and people put so much weight on what an artist like evidence says the mm. cultural shift it's a sign of cultural shift right there's a cultural shift happening that People are starting to understand that one, hip hop is is growing up. We're still pretty young, right? How do we know that? Because we're finally realizing like our adulthood, and we're starting to figure out where where do we place adult hip hop? Where does that happen? Because it seems like it's a youth thing, or there's an old school thing. But what about the middle? When you're probably living the most, like the biggest chunk of your life, why in hip hop in the past was that when we needed you to shut up? When it's just the opposite, we need you to be the most loud because you're the most wise, you're the most active. This is when you've gone through all the kid, you know, mistakes and stuff. And instead, what we do most of the time is, as a culture, we look to who's next because we were a who next, we're a a who's next culture. Who's next? Who's next? Right? Um, But I think it's going away. I can feel it from inside because and and credit to the young generation. Credit to them, because they don't necessarily have those walls that we had, right? They There might be a lot of confusion. There may be a lot of things to do, but I heard one of the dopest things. I think I told you, I was telling you, Nate, this kid told me, like, I asked him, like, you know, what do you see about, like, the generation before you? He was, like, 17, 18, right? And he's, and he's a student of the game. He knew as much as you can be at 17, 18. He's not digging. Yeah. Uh, he's on he's clicking mm-hmm. but he's still doing the work right because that's the only way he can do it and uh, he said the difference between the young generation are his generation and our generation is that we killed our biggest rappers mm-hmm. and he's like they don't want to do that they're like we don't want to do that like there's a mm-hmm. there's, at least there's a generation that doesn't want to do that right yeah. we see the people that they're trying to push you down your throat the uh who who's uh, tekashi Takashi 69 all these it's you guys, you've seen that before mm-hmm. That's nothing we haven't seen before We're not looking for longevity out of those artists mm-hmm. it's just, That's just the facts The people that back them say that well, You hear Complex all day talking about We love them, we love them, we cover them nine All the time, all the time yeah, well, Do they deserve to be on a top ten list? No, hell no but you then got, What are you covering them for?
2: You know, you got to remember though, like you you put on the radio or any like pop music in general. Who's their target demographic? Absolutely, it's not adults. It is not adults. It's it's young teenagers, twelve to fourteen, or you know, I I forget the exact number, but it's kids. You know, should it be something different? Do you guys feel like it should be something different? uh, I mean, like to me as a thirty five year old, Mm -hmm. like. I personally don't find a lot interesting with music that is geared towards little kids, right. you know? It like, would be
1: weird if you and, did, right? Well,
2: <laughs> and like I don't want to be like the the old hater and I think in evidence's mind when he's talking about that cuz it it always goes bad for older rappers who talk shit on younger rappers, Absolutely. no matter how god awful they are, right? Because you know? of what like,
1: you just said, they control the marketplace well, to an
2: extent. Well, right, yeah, and and like complex. I mean, when does complex represent like hip hop culture? Like, when do entities, I don't know? Like, do they? Does the source now? Does <laughs> do you want to say anything
1: about that? Dude? I mean, you're a jur- journalist. I mean, you're a journalist. I'm,
2: to be fair, Is i have read complex. I mean, I don't, we're not. We don't, don't have anything know. to worry about. I, like, a, I don't care about complex. I, and it was just a question too, because yeah. I. I haven't read complex in years but i, like,
1: I watch complex i don't uh-huh. read it anymore yeah. you know like i watch it but and, for mainstream
2: yeah. for mainstream music publications like they have to write about the shit that sells mm-hmm. and the shit that sells is the shit that's put on the radio or whatever and you know that is I mean there to, any me, to me personally is just not what i'm into is there any correlation anymore to things that sell and quality was there ever? It's all about the salesman. The salesman I mean, can sell anything.
0: Michael Jackson. I think. I think that's. I think that's a really solid point, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I always, I always, you know, sometimes I think back. You know, these, these conversations. I, I hear cats talk about the '90s, like you know, like it was this, 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 this <laughs> utopia. yeah, you know what I mean? But I'm like, nah, you know, so we had, yeah, we had Gerardo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was Marky Mark, like yeah. nobody was feeling yeah. them, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like they weren't, yeah. they weren't, they were selling, Yeah, but they
1: weren't. It was almost a 100% yeah. fake. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? But it yeah, wasn't, yeah. it yeah, wasn't right. much different than the stuff now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but yeah. the, the heads weren't, nobody was bumping Marky Mark. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not in, in that sense, like. There's always been that fluff, you know what I mean? That yeah. that the rap fluff, man, and it's always sold, and it, it's here, you know, today and gone tomorrow. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But um, it's the same people pushing that. It's fluff. Same people, still. You know what I mean? Yeah, the same yeah, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, I, I sometimes I think the nostalgia. You, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the nostalgia mm. and oh, the good old days. You know, the '90s were you know rap's pinnacle, but it's like. Nah, not really, man. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was, I it was with you for sure. It, it, it's you know it. It felt very similar to Like our You know I remember bumping Brand Nubian man And there was Nobody bump Brand Nubian yeah. You know But everybody was Bumping Gerardo Chris yeah, Cross yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah, Like yeah, yeah. everybody knew Chris Cross all, you know of, all
2: those groups From the 90s That we do have Respect for Like you know Brand Nubian Gangstar Pete Rock All those dudes Had major label deals So they got exposure That's true man. You know So yeah, way more true. people Got to hear them yeah, You know true. Versus now mm. Like what, It doesn't like, exist
1: That major label deal Doesn't exist For artists That aren't selling yeah. I
2: mean does sometimes you know but is boogie just saying
1: not yet he's about to put the album out. yeah yeah you know what i mean and he'll get a push but do you feel like do you feel like his organic audience is already speaking for him you know what i mean like are does he already have like ticket buying power like right now no no
3: so do you i mean on a small level but yeah not on a major level
1: do we have examples right of artists who go through the major label system and end up like in a spot where it's all good, like mm. hip hop retirement, Well, like, like, when like it's all good. Royce, do we know anyone? Uh, I mean, Royce. But here is the thing, dude. You know where I? I just saw fucking Royce a video of Royce and Premiere at some party, and they the camera turned around to the audience, and that did not look like a hip hop crowd. Mm. Like I was like, well, whoa, this is like. It, 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 I mean, it was that's like
2: been the story, with but that's what, saying, for a long that's what I'm time. saying though.
1: That's what it, I'm saying though. It's a. I think that it, it's less us understanding the value in older artists it, and more so this nostalgic, oh, because here's the thing that we found at Platform Collection that always survives, always survives. The youth at the beginning, if they're on the right path, and then the authentic article, right? The authentic article will never go away if they handle themselves correctly, yep. which is like building with the younger audience. Yep. Like we use 2 as a, a perfect example, right? A dude who by all means should not be relevant anymore, yeah. should not be relevant except that he never stopped looking for relevancy, yeah. which is what a lot of artists at some point stop doing, right? Because for good and bad. Sometimes they stop because they're like, I'm just going to make for me. But at the same time, though, the benefits to that is a big roll of the dice, right? Like, the it, it, whether or not you're going to cash in on that is not guaranteed. And we don't have a lot of examples. Like, we can look at Prime and go, like, what did they – Premier is by arguably one of the greatest producers to ever live on the planet. He cannot, like, go and sell out, like, the San Diego – you know, sports arena
2: by well, himself, not well, by himself. Yeah. Because what's he going to do? I've seen him DJ. Yeah. not. I'm not yeah. going to say one thing or another, just I've seen him DJ. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what's, he, what's he going to do? So is that do? his like, fault? So, right. no, that's not his fault, but as a producer, you know, like you the, gotta the, do more. the beats that premier made a mix are meant to be with a rapper. Yeah. You play them by themselves. They're loops. Yeah. You know, yes, but they're not meant to be more than that. They're a backdrop for the rapper and together they make dope songs, you know, and they're dope beats, not, yeah. Running on any, so any of he, that, but like as a solo thing, nah. does he
1: have an argument? Then does he even have an argument? Like if he and I'm not saying he does, I haven't What if Premier
2: wants it, to headline like a big? Yeah, spot. if Premier's
1: like, how come I I'm Premier? How come I don't do anything? And Takashi Six Nine has a fucking line around the is. Is that argument even worth having anymore in this point of hip hop?
2: Because it seems very It sounds like it's sour not grapes. Like why don't why don't people like me? You know, like that But
1: isn't that the only thing at the root of all these arguments, right? Whether in fact I just saw a really uh and I'm saying it wasn't academics, by the way, because he never makes good points. I'm saying <laughs> there was another guy, I, it's the new guy on Complex i forgot it was my bad wait 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 no way no and he's like a, a a manager right and the stuff he was saying was very true he was like look lyricists like especially for lack of a better description right we all know what we're talking about lyricists who are heavy on on their bars the reality is that they're usually the loudest complaining about who's being covered right mostly based off the amount of time that they put in their craft and they feel
2: like that should be equal to the payoff
1: <clears throat> but that's simply not how this the business is set up that's not the music business it is, it's mar- never been.
2: marketing is the music
3: exactly. business that's that's it but i also want to argue that i don't i don't think i think that if you're strictly a lyricist and just dope yeah that's that's one kind of art to appreciate But I think what we're all looking for on on some level, Mm -hmm. even, even as a DJ, right, like I imagine just from conversations, like your ability to connect with a crowd and you take the crowd's energy up and down and move it. Right. Right? Isn't
2: it, yeah. In a perfect world, yeah.
3: So isn't that, that yeah? Right?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, so you want to spend music? Human that connection that, right? is what
3: we're all looking for. Right. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why? Why? Why are you looking at Flora's like feed under right. his right. videos and this girl's like, I had a razor blade to my wrist. Yeah, and yeah. I put it down because
1: this song. He's got came someone off. crying every day. You know what oh. I'm saying? Though. You just go to his Twitter. Yeah. And there's somebody crying. Who is this person? Oh, is Flora. Flora. Do you know, a kid him? from uh, up oh. in Anaheim. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, in your you're a longtime hip hop fan, right? Yeah. We, you know, Nate and I cover a lot of the youth coming yeah. up, right? So we keep our eyes on that. But I can tell you, like, Fora is a perfect example, right? Fora came from a school. He came out of this early, uh, and it's not early, maybe two or three years ago in LA underground hip hop. There was a youth movement that was based on 90s hip-hop. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. happening a big time. Gavlin, Reverie, yeah, Self-Provoked. Yeah. Even Curtis King came out of there. Mike Kool yeah, was yeah. very... You know, there was these people that found like this little boost when the youth discovered 90s like it was a new thing. Yeah. Well, I saw him... I saw Foro right. first time open up for J.Ru the Damage. There you go. Yeah, you know. that would never happen yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that would right? never happen. That dude's on tour with Jay Cole's. Yeah. It? Like, yeah, so... <laughs> mm. So, something... When, when we're telling and speaking to the artists that are listening right now, right? There's an artist at home listening right now and they're going, okay, well then, so what then? Because that's what this is. We have these conversations with the youth and they feel like it is, even though we're just stating like, here's the things we've learned in experience. These are the facts of the game. A lot of them still feel like you're shitting on the idea of making it. And what I would love to do is help redefine what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like again, I told that kid like it, logistically for me as a business owner, if you're not investable, and I mean on a, many different ways, it's not enough for me to just give you money because your music is good. If you're not, if I can't put you in a room and everybody in that room agrees, like, damn, that dude, there's something about that. Guy. Mm. I really like that guy. Really, that's it. I really like that guy. That's something else, though. You know what I mean, and I think artists feel like if I if I can just perfect my raps, I'm gonna get all that stuff. And, and the sad truth of this is that some people are simply not born with that part. Mm. It's not there. It's not for everybody. Because rapping
2: but if you work can hard be for enough, everybody, right? If you hustle and sell enough <laughs> tickets, you can make it. <laughs> but that is, I mean, dude, we joke, yeah. but that is what is being sold. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Is marketing. Because you yeah. can market terrible rappers yeah. and people will buy the shit because uh, the average regular person that's not really a part of the culture, they don't know what the fuck is good or not. Right. They know what is being told is good to them. Okay. You know? and that's why you put on the radio and like... Like, to hip-hop heads who, like, have listened to it for a long time, they hear these kids and it sounds, like, like lazy or they're mumbling right. or whatever. It sounds I like mean, the craft hasn't been worked on. To, well, in my, in my opinion, yeah. it's just a different kind of music. Because yeah. when I hear music like that, it's not about the words. It's about the energy sure. and it's about the spirit. And I see these kids, like, going nuts, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they did a We show. just saw it, right? We, yeah. just, we just
1: had uh, Noah James
2: over at Hip-Hop Wins.
1: And, you know, Noah James turns the fuck up yeah. like it's well, it's that's what and say, it that energy, simply about the energy and the like is 100% energy. Dude, yeah, but, and I mean, and that's yeah. really
2: what music is too, you yeah. know? And and props props to the kids for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like cuz that's shit, you know. That that's real, right? you know? And and so totally for me real. for
1: me this is like the encouraging thing for me and this is what I tell like the heads. Like if that is like if our worry is that this is some going somehow going to water this down, that worry you can let that go. These things all evolve. They always evolve. Yeah, the, we're working this out. We're in a time right now where we're really trying to figure some things out in hip hop. We're working out like where do we belong? Well, remember, are a family of hip hop. Remember, you know? the,
2: the, a lot of these guys. Like I remember, what's his name? Uh, Post Malone. Yes. Like half these guys are like, I'm not a rapper. Right. Right. They right. don't want to claim it because they know if they claim it, then they're held to the standards of, of being it, a rapper of mm-hmm. hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're getting played on you know, urban or hip hop Mm -hmm. radio or whatever. And they're getting all the like stuff that comes along with being in the, you know, being successful in that genre. But they don't even identify with that really. They want to be rock stars while, or, or whatever, some Mm -hmm. idea of that, you know? So, I mean, I just think it's different, you know, like the, the whole debate. I mean, you know, you're, Nate, you're doing that locksmith show coming up. It's a good little Promo boost Yeah that's, that's Remind you <laughs> Thank, much, thank you much They have a little bumper there Put plugs in As much <laughs> yeah. as you are
3: guys Check out in the yeah. uh, The notes In the
0: podcast <laughs> notes It'll be down there Yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Do you guys yeah. feel Right now If we If if you had to tell A young artist Where to start mm-hmm. Right, and we're not talking, and and we're assuming that in the it, bedroom we're, 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 but practice. But let me let me let me do this. We're assuming that the conversation that you're having is because the artist is dope. Yeah. Right. So we're just going to assume that moving there forward, moving there forward, what is the thing you tell them? Like if all they have is like a great
2: record, oof. I've got. I've got the something, first bit. I've been talking a lot. Yes. Yeah. So. No.
1: Go. No, I, okay.
2: got, I got nothing. Okay. 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 Um, go to people's shows. Support mm, that's a that's support a good yep. Just show face, you know. Yep. Just go out, talk to people, stand out front, and smoke weed with people, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. or whatever, you know. But just get to know people, and you know, don't be pushing shit in people's DMs or like get all up in someone's face or post on their Facebook. because That shit sucks. Wait, 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 I, I need you to I need you to
1: unpack that a little bit because I just watched, and I don't want to say, that. <laughs> I, I just watched an artist get like his ears just run through the gutter from this dude who's trying to like basically sell himself to an artist who himself is an independent artist and trying to work yeah. and but this dude I watched it for like a good 30 minutes of like <laughs> And you could see the artist being very professional to his credit. It was being, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. No, 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 but you need to call me and we're going to – dude, you don't understand what I got. I, he literally said that sentence. No, you don't understand what I got.
2: Yeah, that's corny. Right. That's super corny. Okay. Do you guys want to unpack that and help you know, some artists who may be thinking well, of doing that tonight?
0: You know what I – Yeah. I heard I heard. I was talking to somebody the other day, man, and, and, and what they said to me is – um, this is somebody that – that had a that approached me about some stuff and yeah. what what they said their anger was, I told him, I said, man, you know, I really appreciate I really like your approach. you know I was like, your approach was just smooth, man, your your package was smooth. And what he said to me was, you know from our perspective, what we're trying to do is we want to build relationships mm. and that that really got me yeah. because I think building relationships is really, I think that's where it's at. Yeah. You that, know? Is, that is where it's at. Having yeah. genuine relationships. Like I have the genuine relationships genu- you know, genuine yeah. relationships yeah. with these yeah. guys. Yeah. Do you yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Yes. I mean but that comes just, from seeing people around. Absolutely. And it's out. it's yeah. taken a while. Do you know what I mean? It's an organic yeah. thing. Um, you know, it's taken years in some sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of a lot of ways. But it's just it's just seeing Bernie. Walking down the street, stopping by a shop, just poking my head in. What's right. up, Bernie? Yeah. yeah, keeping it moving. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. not asking for anything, not wanting anything. Mm, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big one. That's, See you, Nate. Same Nate, same thing. A big you yeah. know, mm-hmm. what's up, Nate? And that's it. It's, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And not. Hey Nate I got this new project man Can you write yeah, this up yeah. Bernie I got this new record man Can you put this in the store Listen man This shit is fire, yeah, fire, fire It's gonna fire. sell out dog You know what I mean It's gonna like, sell like, out you <laughs> so sleeping
2: Bernie You're sleeping I'll, hey, I'll, I'll put I'll put whoever's stuff in the store I've Anyone Anyone yeah. local comes through With their stuff And I don't even do consignment I'll just buy a couple Yeah But if they don't tell anyone To come get it Which yeah. I know they're not going to Because <laughs> anyone they talk to They're just gonna sell it to them themselves Yeah Of course Because but, uh, for me personally If I'm buying something Local, I'm buying it from the artist because I want to support. Bro. That's super you know? valuable to you. And so putting something in a store and then, like, you don't promote it, you don't tell anyone, you don't even post that it's in the store, that shit's never going to sell. Yeah, you know, yeah. unless I really fuck with you and someone yeah. comes through and I'm like, yo, check this out. Yeah. Okay. What Which about, I'm not going to do I, that unless yeah, I really fuck with you.
3: I just before we segue, I got like my reminders, um, relationships, everything. Um, yeah. I think that's I heard about Parker and the Number Man when um, Urban Underground used to be at the Kava Lounge, and it was just uh, a thing in the yeah. back of my head when you guys were playing at yeah. the Casbah a lot at that time. Nice. Um, Urban so Underground. It was just
2: speaking of the sound, of Yeah. So, Mike and Gigi.
3: Um, um, yeah. So, um, but I, just three things, like. If you are gonna go in the DMs, like, because I will, I will argue my my Gary V here. Sure, um, jump in the DMs, but offer value before you ask for anything. Mm. He's he's a big. What believer. does that mean? It, what is it? it that means that for you, you've got to have something to add to. The artist that you're stepping to Or the person that you're mm-hmm. stepping to uh, You know Gary V talks about it being like He just wants 49% of the relationship Yeah, He'll give away 51% Because right, that 49% right, right. is going to pay off Absolutely. You know what I mean And so like give more than you're going to get from the person um, That's the first thing Second thing um, Shoot I had like my fingers up to try to remember <laughs> Um So, yeah, give more than you're going to get. But also, like, I always – all my students who think they're going to be rappers, right? And some of them are talented. Don't get me wrong. I make them read – another plug here. But, like, I make them read Justin Ivey's uh, uh, article interviewing Slug Mm. of Atmosphere because Slug talks about sleeping on couches, like, legit in friends' houses. Yeah. So his overhead could stay low. Absolutely. He could afford touring or making music. All day, by the way, people listening. That happens all day. So that's one roadmap, right? Is, Mm. like, the hungry, like – super minimalist hustle yeah the other person I always point them to is go study everything you can about Odyssey mm. who's making like you know six figures yeah yeah doing what he loves yeah. and chances are no young artist coming to me and asking me questions has any idea who Odyssey is right and right. go go follow his roadmap. In your own way. Right. Because dude is helping run what? Mellow Music. Right. Right. Which yeah. is one of the most successful underground labels, yeah. arguably. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: and most respected. Right. Um, he is doing what he loves. He's sending money back to family in Africa. Yeah. To help with like freaking family surgeries. Yeah. Doing what he loves. I mean, dude travels to different places, has his whole production studio in his backpack, has the same routine in any city he goes and is able to produce music and, and make, I mean, no matter where
1: he is. Yeah. Doing what he loves. So it sounds. It sounds like a lot of the stuff that we're we're touching on. Have, it comes back to this thing that I and I know the youth. I know you guys hate hearing this part. <laughs> the patience part is like a is such a huge thing, right? Because we've seen artists burn out. It's crucial.
0: Man. Yeah, it's yeah. crucial. Like that's so much a part of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Is patience. Yeah, and, yeah. and patience man. I, I think for most, this shit is hard. It's hard yes. as fuck. I it's
1: remember hard, you guys man. remember being <laughs> that young person, and someone telling you patience. It was almost like, like them telling you, like "fuck you," like yeah. you're not you are you're like, not you dope. Do. But it, it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with that. Oh no, right, because well, it takes time to build relationships. It, it takes time. To well, I
0: mean, show up to shows think, and do all those things. And think about think about think about it in in, in you know other aspects of of, of anything. It takes. You know, no, not to get too out there with it, sure. but it, it takes nine months for for a child to be yeah. To, yeah, yeah, to, yeah to be able to come out. Yeah, it takes nine months, and you're trying to plan it, your whole life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, and you and I think so much of of how things are set up at the moment, man. It's like now, 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 now. Mm-hmm. You want we all want you know. the instant, the instant, you know, payout now. We want the cash return now. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I mean, if you listen to some investors, they're always like, man, take the, take, get some CDs, get some stocks and bonds. You know, some slow, some slow averaging stuff, man. You yeah. know. That'll pay out when you're old, Absolutely. and it's almost like you know we want we, if you trust. Them. If, yeah, you know, and that's that's a whole different you know that's yeah, a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, but I think a lot of what some of the people that I run into, man, what they're the, what they're kind of looking for, man, is like, oh, you you're looking to hit the lottery. You mm-hmm. want you want it now, yeah, and yeah, you want to be lucky and. Man, it's gonna take some grind. It's good, like it's gonna take failures. You gonna yeah. fall flat on your ass, man. People are gonna tell you no. You know, I what think I mean? a lot of
1: people, feel you feel like they've seen examples of the opposite of that. And I try because to tell people have. all the time because
0: they have. I mean, right? But. but so much, I mean, you, you but know, but I mean, like,
1: is it really though? But that's yeah, like,
0: that's not, like, that's that's not to be honest. I don't think yeah. that's the reality. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's what like, that's you're talking about market, marketing That's what's marketed. Right. That's what you see, right? You see American Idol, but you those see, kids you are, get a golden ticket. But those kids
1: are sleeping tickets. on sofas too. They're doing all they are, they're not getting paid, they are, they're doing well, a lot of shit. But, but it, yeah. it looks, it, yeah, looks, like it, looks it looks like it's overnight. Yeah. It looks like it's overnight, you know what I mean? Looks like it happened from one day to the next. Arguably, one of the biggest examples of that, right? People were like, oh, dude, his mix. I remember when the mixtapes were dropping, right? All the mixtapes are killing it. And then we find out after he gets signed, there was already multi-millions of dollars invested in the mixtapes yeah. to make it seem very organic. Yeah. And that that part is the part that it's very hard to swallow for someone starting off because they're like, but he's, he was from the bottom and now he's here. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? How did that... Yeah. You're telling me that he already had a million dollars? Yeah. It's the marketing. I mean, That's f- like you're
0: talking yeah. about, man. It's yeah. the marketing. Because you
2: know? Drake was marketed as a lyrical yeah. dude. And like when you put him up against other guys who are like you know way more lyrical it's kind of like but those guys don't get the exposure so nobody knows yeah um what do you guys what do you guys feel record.
1: about um i've been hearing this phrase a lot uh playability you have you guys, have you guys uh, you know, been familiar with that okay here, i've been hearing tons of uh, media people dropping that word well there's no playability to this record
2: okay well that's yes. if you're looking at playability from a very narrow i mean because to me like there's a time for everything, Yeah, right? like I turn on the radio and I have a really hard time listening to it. Sure, you know? sure. But there's something else that, um, you know, maybe like a lot of people might not think about, but from the 60s until now, the way music was recorded, sonically it's changed a lot. Absolutely. So like 60s, 70s, you know, the, like the highs aren't as high, the lows aren't as low. It's like that mid-range sound. And now, now, you know, especially the music that's on the radio, it's processed so much and the frequencies are so different. That if that's the only kind of music you hear, you have a really hard time processing other stuff. Sure. Like if you put on a jazz record, it's like, and I've seen this happen before, and it's like you almost, like if your ears aren't tuned to it, then you can't even hear it.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah It's yeah. a
2: crazy thing because a lot of people are only hearing what's on the radio and this and that, and they're getting um, really focused or um, you know set up on this one sound, and so like going anything out of that, it's like. They can't hear it.
1: Yeah, are you guys familiar with what uh, Jay Cole did with his last record, mastering wise? Did you guys hear about this? No. So, like the modern day mastering, what that what that means is to get your record final for radio, for large speakers, for any speaker really. It should be able to be played. The last version of whatever you record should be able to be played in all those things, right? And that's kind of what mastering is. Mm -hmm. Mastering has changed over the years. Mastering has become significantly louder. And what that means is that the levels are crushed, right? So whereas in jazz music, a jazz record, you want to hear certain certain instruments lower than the others. It's the point. More dynamic. Right? Exactly. There's more dynamic range where now it's pushed to the highest level to try to get it to the loudest, which just – obviously will degrade the sound right it's not how it actually sounds mm-hmm. so what uh Jay cole did this year was he didn't do that last part he went from mix to slight master which would just to get the levels on all the songs the same and then put it out that's why that record sounds like that mm-hmm. and for and to get to what bernie was saying statistically it showed that it hurt it because people's mm. complaints were like, "Oh, it doesn't sound as good." Because that's the easiest way to define, and that's the only yeah. thing they right. tuned into. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that so that actually mm. is happening, yeah. and
2: but that sucks too. Because musically or you know, like frequency wise, uh, you know, I'm sure it sounded way better. It um, than absolutely would have otherwise. It absolutely but did. people don't. It sounded yeah. great
1: on vinyl, CD, digital. It sounded the same. Mm. Whereas with records that are normally mastered. They're pushed beyond the normal limits. So because you want it, you want it to be loud. Yeah. You want because even psycho. like I thought I've thought about mastering. I do mastering. I've thought about mastering from the psychological like point of view, like mm-hmm. what they've done to people. By doing that, is, is serotonin on? Absolutely. Is serotonin is on high yeah, all day. Yeah, so yeah. when you're listening to a record, you're no longer just listening to a record. Mm-hmm. There are literally scientific things happening yeah. and 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 like they thought of these before they even started mixing the record. Mm-hmm. They're mixing to sonically pierce past your walls, yeah. right? So <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing. And I don't know if that's defeatable. Like, it's starting to get to a point where if pop music is simply what the masses are fed to the most and consume the most, right? Because I'm not going to say they like it the most. Mm-hmm. I know that's a scale that can be argued. They're being fed this the most, though, right?
2: Mm.
1: You see an industry that's going to at some point go, "Now nah, we don't want to do that anymore. It doesn't seem like that's what the industry is ever going to say. Yeah. Unless the kids just go like, hey, we're into like really – you know, like the lo-fi. Like lo-fi comes up every few months, right? Like every few months, hey, it's the new lo-fi movement. And inevitably, people at radio stations can't play it. Yeah. So it doesn't actually get that push,
2: you know? What is that? can they not play it because of the fidelity of the sound right? or because, because they're being dictated a playlist by their corporate I'd overlords? I right? You know some
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to... You sure? I sure. don't want to shit where I eat, right. but... um, yeah, But all, radio has rules. Absolutely. All that stuff right. comes into play. You right. know right. what I mean? All that stuff comes into play. You know, and I think... But I think that's I think all those things have always been in play. You know, there's always been popular music. There's always going to be popular music. You know what I mean? There's and then like you said, you know, there's this under the underground but sure. There's there's you know this this lo-fi movement, man, that just it, it doesn't die. I mean, the tapes are back in right, in right, 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 right. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, do you do yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I mean, the, they were they were supposed, you know, that was dead whenever, but I don't know why, but it's it it's not Yeah, do do, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's there's like there's there's these pockets, man, and I think depending on where you want to go or where artists want to go, you can you can hit those little, you can hit the avenues. You know what I mean? That's a big it's a big point,
1: and I think it's a big learning lesson for a lot of young artists to know that the niche can pay. Absolutely, right? Because that's a scary thing for a lot of people because a lot of the times too, absolutely, Yeah. yeah, right? But. I mean, listen. You do this long enough, you know that that's really all that pays.
2: Yeah, it are the niche things. Yeah. right? absolutely. Yeah, Pretty absolutely. Much. Yeah, well, yeah. Because you try to appeal to everybody, you water your down your shit down so much that you're done. Yeah, there's no soul left in it. Nobody, you know, it's not anything. But if you're you're true to yourself and your personality and you're you know, put the soul into whatever you're doing, be it you know music or, or anything. Yeah. that shows through. You know, people yeah. can tell you're genuine and you know. Do what, what, you care about it? What do you guys see? And, and I
1: know um, it's varied on use from within the room. I know, you know, I know, Nate, you're you're definitely a guy who likes to study what's going on in social media and mm-hmm. like the different trends and stuff. What do you see right now that you feels like a healthy way people are using social media? Have you guys um, had any examples over here? Like, yo, that's pretty dope. Like, that doesn't seem like the normal superficial look at me thing.
2: Mm. It is a
1: bitch about
2: Trump, but
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to touch back on the niches real
0: quick because
3: sure. I like to break this down for my yes. students um, and honestly for underground to, to use that yeah. term again, but like underground you know, rappers in San Diego even, mm-hmm. if you can build, which you can, a base of real fans, yeah. a thousand of them, and if you can put out $100 worth of material that, that somebody would want to pay and should want to mm-hmm. pay $100 in one year right? You purchase, can live off of it. That's a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That's more than I make as a ten year end teacher. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that is so doable with the reach that you have now. Right. So, what do you I mean, think stops people? Honestly, not having a ten year plan. Not like looking, you
1: should be looking Ooh, ten years from 10 now. Making years. that. Huh? There's a sixteen year old who just had a heart attack. Right. But now. think about that. Like, that shit. But right? think about that. Yeah, the young teacher. Yeah, but I mean, not to yeah. a sixteen year old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like they're yeah. like you're ready for retirement. But think about it. Like in the corporate world, like when can you?
3: assume you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars 10 years in climbing that ladder aggressively put the years in right i mean probably
2: stab some people in the back yeah right (laughs) climbing on people yeah
3: and Uh, so like why not do it honestly for 10 years when you're 16 who gives a crap you're like you're at home your parents are paying your bills you got food in the fridge yeah who gives you should go all in yes (laughs) right you got plenty of times to fall so build slowly and real relationships and dwell
1: in your niche yeah like Exist there. One of the things so. I, I love, I love sharing with people, especially young artists who are starting out, is there is something. It, it's like with anything, right? That the media places in front of us. By the time it is placed in front of us, it has been packaged. 100%. It's you're not getting so. anything that's just unfiltered yep. ever. So if you see something popular and it's you're like, this is the movement, and you're like, okay, I want to start doing that. It's too late.
3: Yeah,
1: it's too late. Yeah. If you're seeing it, you will not benefit from it because the wave has already started. You may catch a t- like the the last part of it, or you may jump in, but it's way better to go all, all in on you just being whatever it is that you are, yeah, yeah. and and hoping that that is what catches on. You well,
2: know? yeah, because I think what people respond to the most. I mean, it's not a sound; it's not anything. It's it's a feeling. You know, mm-hmm. it's what's you can feel what's genuine. Yeah, you know, what comes from a real place and like. You know, there's a lot of, like, hangers on and stuff like that. Something will get popular and then everyone else will try to flood to mm-hmm. it. But I think that's what kills stuff more than anything because it's, it's not genuine. Right. You know, it's just all, you know, waters it down and you you get the major labels. You know, this has been something with hip-hop where they, you know, they everything that's, like, good, they try to co-opt and make it into, like, their thing. You know, yeah. try to package it and sell it. It's we all night.
3: yeah, go ahead. Nick. We all shed a tear when we found out there were millions of dollars put into rockets.
2: <laughs> 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 right? I mean, uh, yeah. we all one Ru- tear came it was down. Rupert right. Murdoch's son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's wild. So I mean, I never like, knew that back then, of course. Right? I mean, and
3: so <laughs> yeah.
1: like you think of the most, the tall to- Like,
2: yeah, that you movement. wonder if
1: if any of it, anything
2: we've ever seen has not had that some sort of injection. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's pretty much smoke right. and mirrors. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's the music industry, pretty much shit. Right. Yeah. So uh, so again,
1: preparing <laughs> someone to enter that, yeah. it is way more, and I, and I think everybody's really like hit it on the, on the nail on the head, is the actual complexities of whatever you define as making it, regardless of how small it is, if you want to place it into an industry platform, it's way more complex yeah. than you just... Well, Being dope. I yeah. think a lot of people
2: make <laughs> money <laughs> mm-hmm. in the industry. It's just not the artists.
1: Yeah, oh, everybody yeah. else True. makes money. Or well, like their last place, right? Yeah. Like when it comes yeah. to making money, right? Yeah. Even the great, the biggest artists. Yeah, I mean, you look at like who's like one of the most pop, little Yadi. Oh, yeah. Little Yachty is a, as a target commercial trust me, Target's making more money than Little Yachty. Oh, yeah Well, yeah, it's not, you label, know, like how much At money every
2: is he level. making for his other yeah, exactly. Right. At yeah, every yeah. level somebody's making more than you. Yeah. yeah. You well, know? and that's the problem with these major label deals too, is because your worth is only you're only worth as much as you can generate for them. Mm. Yeah. And it's such a small percentage, you know, <laughs> like what, like fifty even like twenty five percent? Like man, like, Yeah, I think they know? said
1: the year before last there were no like Legitimate gold records for hip hop. Mm. There, there wasn't one. There were singles and there were big songs, but the album itself, in a year's time, no album in one year's time went gold. And that's crazy because yeah. I, I remember being in hip hop when it was like platinum plaques everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's got platinum <laughs> yeah, plaques. Yeah. And now just to make gold is like a big deal. Like making a gold
2: single is more realistic. Well, you know? yeah, that's more popular now. because it counts streams. Right. Yeah, right. Which seems. Weird. I mean, I get it because people aren't buying new stuff like mm-hmm. they used to. So you gotta like figure out a way to judge how popular your shit is. Yeah, and and you're
1: but, obviously taking an
2: even smaller cut, right? But they because pay for streaming. the stream, right? The major, la- they have to because <laughs> yeah. if Drake drops a new song and only two thousand people check it out. It's a big fucking fail for all right. of them. Then they lose millions, so, and they're not so willing to risk that. It has to, yeah. It's part of the marketing. Yeah. You know the. It I mean, the Spotify playlist is the biggest thing going
1: right now.
2: You guys, you guys have I've heard of this, right? It's I've the biggest that. thing going.
1: Absolutely.
2: They're making
1: the most money on Spotify. It's not the artists; it's the playlist owners. Well, oh, they want the oh, creation? Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so yeah. that alone is already cutting down. If you thought artists had a smaller chunk of the big thing before well, Spotify, it's even smaller Spotify now Spotify
2: paid dog shit anyways
1: yeah, it was right, like the right. so was such a pit and then now youtube barely even pays anymore yeah. so those they the, the industry is infiltrating into all the tools yeah. that you could use right to to independently grow your brand because they know that that's their competition
0: yeah. and that you know yeah. I, I think i think that's always That's always the industry's motive You know what I mean They're always out to make The most money You know what I mean Because that is their business That's that's what they do You know And I think You know The artist's job is As best you can Is to stay one step ahead Of the industry You know what I mean Or
2: or find your niche Or say say, Fuck them and do your own thing Because there's There's examples throughout Throughout the whole History of recorded music Of people that went Their own Prince. way Absolutely You know Like look at someone Like um, like Blowfly Yeah like, uh, You know Like right. You right. Know, Clarence Reed Who was right. a Who was a very success, For those that don't know He was a very successful Very talented um, Producer Songwriter In the 60s 70s In um, Florida And wrote stuff Wrote a lot of Betty Wright's hits Wrote um, You know A lot of like um, Lattimore Like a lot of the big Soul people coming out He was writing their stuff And then in the I don't the mid 70s, he put on a sequined cape and grew his fingernails super long and started telling the audience to spit on him and writing songs that were like to take funk songs but then change the lyrics. So, um, to be like, uh, uh, so he had a song, uh, Nobody But You Babe, big Clarence Reed song, yeah. one of his hits. For Blowfly, he uh, changed it for uh, Nobody's But But Yours Babe. <laughs> and then the the hook of the song was like, I'm sticking this tongue. <laughs> Nobody's but but yours. <laughs> but, uh, which is dope because uh, well, that's fucking awesome. But, like And a, he made a career. Well hell yeah, he made yeah. a career, but to do that too, he had to make his own record label. Yeah. Because no, none of the major mm. none of the labels would fuck with him. So so he made his own record in into his 80s. He was touring as Clarence Reed and he would do like these little supper clubs for the older older crew. And then you go play places like Soda Bar, which for people outside of San Diego, it's just like a regular little like dive bar shows, a cool little spot or whatever. But you go play at spots like that, you know, for like for younger crowds and be like the craziest old man ever, you know. But he did his own way. Look at like Egyptian Lover. Like he it's his own label. That's all his own releases. He did everything. And he's still on point. Because he kept control of all that shit. You yeah. Know? Like yeah, yeah. he wasn't reliant Absolutely. on someone else to do anything for him. Absolutely. And so for someone like that, it doesn't have to end because yeah. you you decide when it ends. And if people are still buying your shit, people are still booking you, you know, then then that's when you dictate your career. I think when a lot of people fuck yeah. up is when you know, you you want people to do stuff for you. You want yeah. a label to like do this and that or whatever. And it's like they're only going to do that when it makes them money. And right. the second that it stops, and they drop you, and yeah. they find someone else. And I find like so mo- fuck them. Most you know? of
1: the, most of the time, it feels like when you are an artist and you have like this deep desire for to get a bunch of people to do stuff for you. For me, as, again, like as someone who invests in artists, that's not investable. That's like my first sign to know, like. Like, like I said, I was talking to this kid and I was like, logistically, do you have the team? Like if I was to just give you money, what happens to that? What do you, what do you do with that? And like the, the idea coming from him was like, well, you know, I'll create a vibe and you know, like, I, you know, I'll, we'll do dope shows. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, that, yes, that is what we would like you to do. How? Yeah. Where, where, where is that going to happen? Because money is not going to necessarily solve that all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely can help you, but if you're going to build a career and you think that all you're going to do is like, I just need to stand next to Bernie. And then whoever Bernie hooks hooks
2: up with, those are my hookups. I mean, that might help yeah. you a little bit. Sure, stand next to me because oh, I yes, am right. very influential. <laughs> right, 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 right. I try. It might be like New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right, NYT. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: like, is that Brad Pitt or Bernie? I don't know. <laughs>
2: it's Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> Bernie. <laughs> baby. Thanks, y'all. Yo,
1: what do you, what do you what do you guys? really love in hip hop right now, whether it's an artist, whether it's a song, whether it's a movement that you're seeing. What's something that you're like, I'm a fan of this right now.
2: Like big. I like making shit. Yeah. Personally, like and you know, like for as far as like new hip hop, so there's stuff that I hear that I like, but I mean for me, hip hop a long time ago from through sampling and whatever, it took me from listening to hip hop to listening to soul and jazz, and psychedelic rock and like this whole other world of yeah. music. And I still appreciate hip-hop And hip-hop is what led me to all that stuff But all that Like I get much more excited right now About new soul releases yeah. Or like new jazz groups Or like, or just finding old stuff too Because I'm digging constantly you know, yeah. for, for older stuff So like I don't know I got a lot of love for hip-hop But like I got a, love, a lot of love for lots of music
1: so. what, do, what do you think know. Nate? What is something I mean there's just so much Um I mean Try little, to pull one out that yeah. maybe people wouldn't expect.
3: Well, I, honestly, like my favorite rapper for the past like two years has been Boogie. Yes, and I don't mean yes. to just ride that yeah. wave, but like I mean, three years ago I saw him at a show, talked to him a little bit, just been talking to his his engineer and trying yeah. to like just get a fe- like feel their essence, and then to see him get signed to Interscope two years later, you know, he comes out after uh, Eminem does the like the Donald Trump, piece, right, 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 and they had the cipher. You know, like mm. to see him on that and then to see him rock live in L.A. And then bring on Kemba, this kid Kemba you got to be listening to. Ooh. Really? He signed a Red Bull, but yeah. dude's ill. Um, and uh, just that, like there's something about a young man who can take the very real stories of, of being incompetent. I'm teaching incompetent for sure. two years, like yeah. connecting me to that city in a way where I just have mad love for right. it. And you can and to tell hear those stories, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. like. Like to hear those stories and he does something that he translates those stories in a way that anyone can connect with and, he trans- and his, his producers, um, Kiel and uh, Dart, like these guys, they're sampling but they're also using some of the sounds from the new music mm-hmm. and like they're able to bridge that gap. To me there's something so powerful to translate multi-generational God, and multicultural. And multi like experiential That's not even a word <laughs> But like Right I yeah, mean to me yeah. There's power in Again human connection Yeah That breaks down Some of these walls And That's not even my Genre subgenre of hip hop Right But I'm so excited To tell people about it Because it moves me Yeah you know? yeah. So Wow like, he, he has done something to me That made me feel alive You
1: know what I mean in Man I thought music. you said I did something to you You do too <laughs> Okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> What about you right Um you know what? I am really, uh, I think I really dig. Rap is real big right now, mm-hmm. so I think I, I really, I'm really enjoy it, man. As as much as it seems fragmented and it is, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that there's a lane for older artists. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy that there's a lane for young cats. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm looking at it like, yo, this is wild. There's you got a couple of different generations, and it's all going. Yeah. you know that yes. Jay, that Jay Z record was was hitting last. Right, year. you know what right. I'm saying? Like that shit was hitting. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever had in the history of rap, you know, somebody Jay Z's age hitting. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Usually we yeah. they kind of fade into the background. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. But that that record was out there with um, I don't even know. But you know, maybe I don't know, little Yachty. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like that they were they're competing the fact that they can yeah. exist at they're the same existing. time yeah. they're existing yeah. in the same space yeah. man um I, I really enjoy that because that feels like new ground new territory that um i haven't experienced in rap ever that's awesome you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. I, I i dig that aspect of it man yeah right now the most
2: because like, there wasn't really the older generation never before, man everybody was yeah. Never, never. Yeah, 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 absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely
1: yeah again it's 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 been super interesting to watch Hip hop become an adult, you know, and it's it is really dope, too, to see because this is like when I would hear like, uh, oh, it's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. Right. And then I would have like friends that are like in their 30s and I'm like. They seem to be out there still. Like you guys forget that. Absolutely. Like that's kind really. of when you start to like discover exactly who you are. You get finally start yourself. to get it you, down. A yeah, little, you, know, you settle you know? into your shit. Yeah. yeah, and and to me that's usually that's the time of life that's my favorite for people that make music in all genres. Yeah, I love that time. Right when you can you come to a point where you're like youth is not like that's not what I'm speaking to anymore. I, I went through that because yeah. youth is is a struggle it Mm -hmm. is what it is you know what i mean like it is a it's our biggest growing period right but once you start to develop philosophies and you and you can back them up now and you can talk about them that's to me the most interesting music even if there's no words on it even if it's coming from a producer (laughs) because you've heard you can hear what they've learned yeah right where i think for the most part you know uh, like I, I have like people in my own like Rick and Kali are very yeah. traditional. Come from a very traditional background, and we're always if we're on tour, or we're we're doing whatever. We're always like having those debates, right? Like you know what what matters, what's going on, and having people that are such come from a traditional minds starting to see. Like, uh, okay, it, that just really doesn't even have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. Like, I've always said that. Like, this, I uh, Somebody said the other day, the dude was 30, and he was like, I've never even heard of Takashi 6ix9ine record. That's probably good, because it'd, yeah. be <laughs> it'd be well, weird. It'd be kind of weird if you're just buying 16-year-old records. Yeah. What is he saying to you yeah. as a 30 that you even have an issue with? Yeah. Him? Isn't because that, at sixteen I was pretty much retarded. It's at sixteen 69. I was
3: doing what we all were. That's exactly. that's what being yeah. sixteen
0: yeah. is, right? Yeah. I think it's
1: super dope to be able to watch it now. Yeah, like oh wow, I wonder yeah. how that's going to turn out. Is that yeah. is that kid on
2: the radio or is he just on? He's like, not like, even YouTube. on the radio actually. No, he's really. Just, he's all YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's uh, they, they were talking about like this new, and this is something I'd like to hear your guys' opinions on this. Um, List that media put out. Right. Top tens. Yeah. Uh, X, XL freshmen. Do they hold weight anymore? Do any of those things hold not, weight? Not to me. Yeah. But I'm saying. Be, <laughs> like, be, I don't
2: give a shit be, about that. Be, okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let
1: me rephrase it. Be an industry guy right now. Talk from an industry standpoint of look, uh, observing the industry. Does it seem like it matters anymore?
0: Well, I'll say this. I, I know it matters from the standpoint of a, uh, having editors and having bosses and having, you know, producers and stuff that that want certain things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know yeah. I know sometimes there's, on, on the flip side, you know, people receive those things like, ah, oh, another list, what are these lists, what are these lists, what are these lists? But on the other end, that's what gets the views, that's yeah. what attracts, you know, people. It, it's a numbers game. Sure, you know what I'm saying? It's sure, a numbers yeah. game and those things get numbers so sometimes you know you you have to uh it's you know just it's like a lot of places man um you know you have a supervisor you know what i mean (laughs) you want to continue to do what it is you're doing you 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 do whatever not whatever but you 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 provide um the things that your supervisors asking for, yeah. So, and I think it's Pavlo- so.
3: Pavlovian, yeah. Right, because the culture, and I don't mean hip hop culture, but I mean pop culture, right, is ready for that. Each year, they start drooling, and then the records start dropping. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's mm. they've created a machine that gets you ready for them. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. see who they are. They're on the radio in a month or whatever. Yeah. Like this summer, they all blow up because that. Then, then that reminds me of that summer.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. it
3: made me feel so good, the serotonin <laughs> high. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. The came out again. Right. I'm ready, and they've created a machine so that people are buying the records. I yeah. mean, that's all
2: it is. It's marketing. Hey, yeah. how, mu- how much How do you guys think it costs to be an XXL freshman of the year? Like, like when it's... because. Well, I mean, <sighs> okay. that, that's right. a good question, though. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, if we're thinking about, like, how how these labels are, like, promoting and how these artists are funneled through to the point where they're the top 10 freshmen, of course, you're right. It's a machine, you know? None of that shit's by accident. And none mm-hmm. of those people are there on a fluke or just because they can rap Kind of good, yeah. right? Right. It has nothing to do with that, and so, what's the number? I mean, like, how much does that cost? <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta think that there's your soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in some ways, but that's it's, a whole nother show. It's not, yeah, right. it's not the artist footing the bill, though. No, totally. You know, it totally and, not. and it's right. an investment yeah, for people. You know, like they're trying to make that money on that. So I mean, you, you, you guys know,
1: like the going rate for um, what's the uh? uh why am I going blank? People are fighting. They put their phone out and they yell. Uh, World, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, World Star, right?
2: Clearly, World Star. course.
1: I mean, you know, that's a million. Is it? Yeah, you wow. can you can you can get a million dollars to occupy a space on World Star for a month, but wow. it's been shown to pay off. It's that's pretty crazy. good investment. So, and then if you, you have a, like a you, record that fits within that genre. Yeah. you're just they're just putting you in front of everybody that yeah. reads that for like yeah. a month oh. and. So I'm if really, that's that, so double XL yeah, I don't know. Be, it's got to be more, I, I, I think it's imagine. Gonna, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we're
2: in well, the video for it, sure. And it depends sure. on their perceived um, relevance. Yeah. which And yeah. their reach and everything. You yeah, know, yeah, their, yeah. And, uh, their views and clicks and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Because I mean, you you have a number in your mind, you think? No, I have no idea because I mean, you know, industry works on crazy numbers sometimes. It's crazy. You know, it's like people getting paid like 50 grand to do these fucking club appearances where they don't even, you know, do shit. They sit in VIP. Like, who knows, you know? Because it's all hype and smoke and mirrors shit, it's you true. know? Like It's true. And people will go to see some fucking cornball who hasn't put shit out for 20 years, sit in VIP and pay 40 bucks to get in and mm-hmm. pay 30 bucks for drinks mm-hmm. or to be whatever. Near them. And that's kind of a problem with those people, too. Because, <laughs> like, fuck that. I mean, man. ultimately, we like, all fit I think, in that situation. We all know how whack that shit is. Ultimately, like, I think that's, that's, what terrible. We're,
1: that's what we're talking about, right? Like, ultimately, and this isn't something that. We could do on this show, however. However, but all these things are really attached to people's desires and what they're putting in that place of desire now, yeah. right? Because if if you're a kid and you're starting off and you're like, you know, I'm watching, you know, these fill in the blank little whoever mm-hmm. or celebrity X or, and they, man, they're just out there taking countless selfies and doing all these things and. That seems like an option for me. It, yeah. it feels like a, I could do that job. I, that doesn't take much. I don't have to know. I don't have to read books. I don't have to do math. Allegedly, right? This is all the things that they sounds normally like a think. A lot of work to right. me, though. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> like, all know, I'm saying if you're a kid and you're born, I mean, kids within the last ten to fifteen years were born with a phone in you know yeah, in their hand. So sure. it's not the, there is no stretch for them to use it. It's simply an appendage. You know? right. So. For if they know like I'm on it all the time and all I have to do is XYZ. And I think it's important that artists know that part. Know that part that look, X, you know, XXL, that's you're looking at a million dollars a pop for everybody on that thing. So when you're putting up an Instagram video and spitting a hot sixteen and then tagging it, XXL freshman, let me get that. Dude, it's not even you're not even being seen. You're not even being seen. Let's be honest. If you have a hundred likes, you're not being seen. Yep. It's not it's not being seen to the world. But to me, if you if you want this as a career, that time is your opportunity to build something that is so investable. Because you don't have all eyes on you. You can polish, you can restructure, you can do all these things. And that to me is always the downfall when somebody gets to whatever they feel is the highest levels and, and they're not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Because it gets exposed. Let's be honest. All the internet d- has done is exposed. Yeah. Us. That's all it does. Yeah. It's yeah. not lying. Yep. It's telling the truth. That is exactly what's going on. Yeah. You might be filtered and you may have painted yourself into a wall as most people have done on Facebook, right? You you don't see too many people you disagree with on your Facebook right. for a reason. It's an algorithm. Yeah. That that There's literally something happening for that. To not happen
2: to you Facebook knows you don't like X, Y, and Z They don't put it in front of you Well, and you saw the shit about them experimenting with people's moods Absolutely By showing you, yeah, like, the, what right. posts I mean, yeah Facebook's on some other shit right. Especially the recent stuff with, yeah. you know Them being hacked and then, like Keep, you know, whatever, whatever I mean, it, all it, that, all but, of, yeah. right,
1: literally every issue That Facebook dealt with this year was Stemming from buying advertising, which yep. anyone can do. Yep, yeah. all of you can buy
2: advertising right now for yep. super cheap. cheap on Facebook. It's yep. it is the cheapest. But do does anyone have any real confirmation that people actually see that shit? Because they could say whatever I mean, the hell they, they, can they say want.
3: Whatever they
1: want.
2: But yeah. even again, like looking at you know, again going back to
3: Gary V. I don't want to be like you know super honest his jock, but. Mm. I mean, shout out to Gary V. Yeah, and he, I like Gary v. he, and uh, you know the people who kind of are in that camp, they're seeing great, great yields from it, right? You know, because he's looking to invest in advertising that it's the cheapest for the most reward, right? right? And mm-hmm. he and John Lee Dumas on you know like entrepreneur
1: EO Fire whatever, mm-hmm. right? They're seeing results. I, I mean, I can they give would invest you, I, if I not. can give you guys some insight on that. we we're, we're currently um, running ads for Noah's tour. We're okay, sponsoring yeah. his tour um, through advertising and marketing, right? Yep. It works. Yeah, he, he called me today, and he's like, "Yo, because we hit like we we've been trying to experiment on smaller cities, like Cathedral City. They were in Cathedral City, right? Mm. Which is in the middle of nowhere, and then not a whole lot goes on there. Yeah, we just hit it hard with Instagram marketing all day to because you can specify it all the way down to." Within miles radius yeah. two people who like specific hip hop. Hip hop right. from yeah. 16 to 35. 16. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did it and it absolutely works. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lisa, who's you no, know, his partner was like, yo, because I asked her, can you ask people, hey, how'd you hear about this? And everybody was like, yo, we saw it on Instagram or, you know, it came through the platform collection feed or whatever. And so I know it works. Yep. Huh. Dude, huh. you know what that costs for Cathedral City? $15. Nice. Mm. Cost $15. So so, yeah. if you can get that part down, it's a learning curve. Trust me, it took us a year to be able to spend fifteen dollars and get that of just a year of
0: going at it, studying. But it's possible. Yeah. I know it's possible. So does that go back into the niche thing? It, like, it, where do you, were you casting a wide net before, and then you are like, you know, let's yes. let's zone in to this Absolutely. very hmm? specific targeted market? Absolutely. Like we, it was just a process of
1: elimination for us. Right, you know, right, right. Uh, well, first we would we would throw out a net like hip hop fans, but nowadays that that means totally different things than we, that was like us going like, Oh, hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody. They were just like, what, what are these artists you have on platform collection? That's hip hop. I didn't know that was hip hop because you know, they're, they're into other stuff. So we had to get very specific. I, I, I'll mark it right after an, a specific artist because i know like that artist people who like that artist would be open to this and that helps us experiment and it also the way we like to think of it it helps us sneak like our artists yeah. into the in front of people who may not have normally been open to yeah, yeah. or right. are not known the existence totally simply by using the power of the algorithm because mm-hmm. that algorithm's not ours yep. we just learn how to use it but yep. they provide it yep. yeah so i do know that works so if that works Going back to, like, the youth, like, a kid just heard that right now. Oh, shit, $15. Like, oh, shit, I have $40. I get $40 for, you know, every Friday. I could kill it. Yes, you could kill it. You could absolutely kill it. But what will happen, undoubtedly, if we had done that for Noah's tour and Noah's tour sucked, we would have just brought a bunch of eyes to something that is not ready, and you don't get those people back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got yeah, one shot yeah. at them. <laughs> yeah. So that $15 might sound like a little, but you better realize how it's being used and what you're actually buying. Yep. So, you're buying their time. Attention, yeah. That's all you're doing. Yep, and if yep. you can't fill that time with something that they can walk away from – and luckily, I mean, Noah is not a hard sell. Nope. Right? You, if you've seen Noah perform – you it's like church. Yeah. You come out of there and you're sweating and you're like, holy fuck, I love hip hop. Yeah. You know, yeah. but we knew that he was a, an artist that we and plus he's not. Noah can bar out, but he's not doing that right now. Yeah. He's making music about energy. Yep. That's all he's doing. He's repetitive hooks, big big beats. But it but I know where that it comes from. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's making that's the authentic Noah. You talk to Noah, all he talks about is being positive, yep. and. So I knew it was going to be an easy thing. What we're really interested in is a more traditional artist and see if that works. Because what might what we might find out is that same fifteen dollars only does a fraction to somebody who can't relate to that music at all. Yeah. You know, like so we'll we'll find out, yeah. D- dude. Do you guys feel? And we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. Do you guys do you guys feel like right now? It, Well, let me ask you this first, because we talked, we started off talking about like 90s hip hop and whether or not that was the best time in music for you personally. What has been the best time? Is it now? I mean, do you feel like right now is like you're are you having the most fun
0: doing what you do right now? I am. Yeah, I am. And the reasons why is because I feel like now I know what I'm doing. You know? Like, it's, it's, it's taken, it's taking so long, but now I feel like I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I know, like you were talking about, I know who I am. I know what I like. I know what I enjoy. I know what I don't like. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. You know, I know what I can do. You know what I mean? I know how I can do it with, you know, I know where my community is, you know, I know where my support is as opposed to trying to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't know it'd take this long, but um, <laughs> I don't you know, think it even did. yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, but for the me, Rolodex is nice now. Absolutely, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It having all those things in place, and it's 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 uh, it's yeah, it's taken a while, but yeah, for me, this is this is the best time I've ever had. That's awesome. You know? That's absolutely. fucking awesome. Yeah. What about you, Nate? Yeah, I think oh. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. You know? I just turned 38, and
3: uh, I. I Every year has gotten better. Yeah. So like, as a husband, I'm better. As a father, I'm better. As a teacher, I'm better, and I enjoy teaching more than I ever have after ten years. Dope. Like, um, and there have been some like literal goosebump moments at shows like yeah. Yeah, different at BattleBot and at uh, um, you know over at Hip Hop House at the yeah. uh, AC Lounge or whatever. Like there have been moments where I literally get goosebumps. Still. That's how um, you know it still works. So yeah. yeah, and so like it's. Nothing's changed. Yeah. you know the same feeling I got when I listened to uh, gaining ones. Uh, what, gaining ones. What uh, something definition? Yeah, uh, with uh, CeeLo in Common. Yeah, like that song changed me. Like yeah, I, I, heard, yeah, I yeah. literally, I'm getting goosebumps right well, now. Yeah, man, you put um, one out the. That you put it out the crate, right? <laughs> oh. But that that song was a altering song, and like some moments that still happen in local hip hop. Yeah. Has done that, even like uh, uh, Leave It All Behind, uh, Rick Scales and Ralph Quetzal, yeah, right? Like yeah. There Amazing are some American. moments yeah. when the songs change in that album or that EP. Like, I get goosebumps. Yeah. I get goosebumps when Odessa Kane's playing his new music yeah. out his car speakers <laughs> at three in the morning yeah. after Battlebot. And and li- Bernie's almost like,
1: what the fuck? <laughs> uh,
3: almost I, I wonder <laughs> which ones he played. <laughs> <laughs> but like, literally, hmm. almost being, almost being able to like cry. Like, I cried listening to hip hop yeah. still.
1: Yeah, I'll yeah. be at home
3: no three doubt. in the morning. Like, I gotta work it. I gotta get up at five for work. Yeah. three in the morning writing an article, listening to next week's you know artist or whatever that I'm gonna interview. Yeah, and like literally like weeping because the music hits me so hard. Like, I feel alive right That's now. That's dope. And you know, like so every That's year super, gets better. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. What about you, Bernie? Yeah, I mean you know I mean you're you're nearing another for people who don't know you're I mean you're in the lab right now creating a
0: record
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah with um, with the Odessa Kane aforementioned Odessa <laughs> yeah who's apparently playing our shit all the <laughs> time hey I didn't say what he was playing either yeah no no <laughs> don't worry Bernie's <laughs> playing, just playing like in for me trouble. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like Dude. this motherfucker <laughs> No nah, um but to be honest you know when we, we were talking earlier and I say I, I have like kind of stepped back for a little bit because mm-hmm. I was busy with the shop I mean what had happened What I got back into creating stuff was I had given Odessa a bunch of beats a couple years prior and he just hit me up one day like yo I just found all these beats let's get to work I was like oh all right and then I started listening to beats I was like I can make some better shit than this yeah you know and so and so then that got me back into it like working on shit heavily so now I'm working on stuff pretty much every day we're recording once a week um and I've been, but I mean, what's most exciting for me now, I'd say, is that I'm just expanding what I do more. Yeah, you know, like so as whereas I used to just sample, and no, no knock on sampling because I love sampling. Yeah, you know, yeah. some of my favorite producers. You know, it's it's. But such artistically, a great, you've grown. Well, you know, with with this album, I started playing a lot more. Since I grew up playing piano, but I I stopped for a long time. I basically quit playing piano when I started DJing when I was 16, and then i kind of i got a synth about maybe eight years ago still didn't use it very much like i had it when i put out the album with cause a couple years ago but i didn't use that synth on anything yeah there's all samples and now with odessa's album i'm just way more into just like building whole songs so there's some joints that have no samples in them a lot of songs that have that there's a sample but it's really obscured and you know that I played a lot more over it. Yeah, we have a song with um, Nick Costa from Surefire Soul Ensemble. where he's wow. playing guitar. Um, I got my homegirl Serena to sing on a song the other day. So you know, just yeah, you know, building. It feels like you're diving way more in on the pro- like as a producer. Yeah, you know, and it's it just comes from wanting you know wanting a bigger. Sound like yeah. wanting a bigger thing, yeah. you know, wanting more control because you know, sampling just like taking a sample, looping it, and throwing drums on it like, after you've been doing that for 10 15 years, that gets old, you yeah. know, yeah, like yeah. you want to do more, you know, and so and really with Sins, it just started like playing bass lines and i was like oh well i gotta add a little piano here and oh this could use a little bit of blah, blah you know and then before you know it, it's just like loaded up with stuff i mean it so. sounds
1: definitely for the stuff that i've i've gotten to hear from you and odessa I, i'm calling I, I said it on a copy awesome episode i think it's gonna be one of the albums of the year and uh i from what i'm hearing it's dope and it's refreshing to hear artists who have done the work you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you hear a record, it is, there's something there, there, no matter what you say, they could be saying the simplest things, mm-hmm. but when it's so polished and you know that they know themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big part of it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not like you throwing beats to Odessa and you kind of know him and we, you know, we just make something. Like, this is, like, an organic creation. And yeah. It's dope. It's, hey, well, and, here it is. You sound like you're having the most fun you've had in a while.
2: I, you know, it I am. Like, because at this point in my life, you know, like, just, you know, thankfully, I don't have any bosses, you know? I don't <laughs> have anyone, like, talking Amen shit. To like, I can... Do basically, you know, like granted now, like whatever I do, usually now I've, I've got to do little extra. Like if I want to go somewhere, I got to get someone to cover the shop. I got to pay them. I got to find someone to watch my dog, mm. pay them. You know, mm. like I got to do stuff. But because of the shop, it supports, you know, doing that. And so it's like, like I'm tied to the shop, but it gives me more freedom at the same time. Yeah. You know, does and, anybody do any
1: of you guys feel like you're like, like you have a job right now?
2: Oh, I mean, I'm working constantly, but I'm, you know, there's nothing I'd rather be doing, you know, like, and it doesn't feel like a job where, cause I've worked lots of jobs. I've worked at like, you know, probably five different pizza spots and corporate shit and sales and, Sold fucking knives door to door. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked at a donut shop. You know, like, I've worked at so many Yo, shitty spots, yeah. you know, yeah. like, over the years. Suck it, it like, up. That's, that's hip-hop. Yeah. That's you the know. reality of hip-hop. And every day without having to deal with a shitty boss or being somewhere at a certain time yeah. or wear some shitty clothes that you don't want to wear or fucking smile at someone you don't want to smile <laughs> at. Like, every day not doing that is a victory. Yeah. You know? And like, yeah. That's you know, and so I feel really fortunate to be where I am now. In itself. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like like with a with a and my thing, like so we were talking about this for a while about you know how we're going to do this. Are we going to like um, shop it to labels? Are we going to do you know? And and we we had talked about yeah, this yeah, before, yeah, and it's like man, like what's a label if it's not another fucking boss? Because you know they're going to put up money for something. Their priority is going to be getting that money back. I mean, I've I've done some little deals here there with little indie labels over the years, not like anything like huge Mm. or whatever. But I've never seen a cent from any of these (laughs) labels, you know. And it's because they put up all this money, and then they need to recoup it, and they don't recoup it because they don't promote it enough, right? You know, and so it's not a winning thing, you know. Yeah, it's not the end all anymore. Yeah, go go search that out. If you don't mind me asking, did you did
3: you uh, Bernie? Did you? um, did you produce any of the three songs that uh, Odessa played on Tim Pyle's show? Um, oh yeah, ninety one X me the today? other night.
2: I actually missed that show. He was on loudspeaker. Oh uh, uh, uh-huh. yeah, no, I know he was on the show with um, Prayers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. that, And I was—they archived it, right? So, it was, I yeah, it think so other, yeah. yeah, so yeah. so I mean, it's definitely on my list of things to check out. Um, because big respect to to Prayers too, man. I mean, yeah, they, they kill it. Well, yeah, and you know, it's like seeing anyone make it from this town. It's like. It, it takes a lot yeah, of work you know, And it takes a lot know. of Especially when
1: you've Seen you know, them around yeah, Doing yeah. the work Yeah you
2: know? <laughs> Well you know And those are dudes That put the work in And they earned it yeah. You know And like I got a lot of respect For anybody that does that Yeah You know Like it's You know It's as obvious To like see them I don't know them Super well I've, You know Yeah Met Met both of those two And you yeah, know they're like working was with uh, but
1: Save Yourself now too Did you know that? Yeah um,
2: That's. I mean yeah. that doesn't surprise me They've yeah. been They, went, they both moved to LA time. And then they ended up
1: Linking up again And he yeah. just signed to their label The indie label Okay, okay. Real quick before we're out of here um, Tell people Like how they can link up With you guys Or how they can reach out to you If that's an option mm-hmm. You know what I mean um, And let us know What's coming up for you guys Like for the rest of the year Like what we can
0: expect um, You catch me on I'm on IG at ten nineteen underscore the number man. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter at number man ten nineteen. Um, what's coming up the rest of the year? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be writing. You can catch me on San Diego. It yeah. comes on um, Saturdays after SNL. So you can catch me on, you know, catch me on there interviewing cats. Um, that's TV. TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can catch. Uh, like musically, I'm probably just gonna keep pushing this project that uh, I got out right now. So, yeah. doing some shows and stuff, you know. So, catch me out here at 1019. Yo, man,
1: Good don't throw that. it out like it's just a little project, it is a critically acclaimed <laughs> project. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, uh, <laughs> I keep picking up fucking papers and hearing how yep. it's critically acclaimed
0: project. I uh, appreciate that, yeah. thank you, man. Um, so keep pushing that. Solo to stays. um, yeah. yeah so, check, check for all those things, check for me, um, those places, Indeed. yeah, Nate.
3: Um, SD loves hip hop everywhere. Yes, um, SDloveshiphop.com loves hip is probably the, the base. Yes. Um, throwing this locksmith show with uh, Jay okay. lately. Quincy White just got signed to it, and I think he's doing some. I think Sway signed him or something. That's just some background noise. I wow. Don't even know. Sway yeah. um, signs people. I don't know. I, I think. He, I think <laughs> Everyone signs
1: somebody now. <laughs> well, I think. I think
3: Sway has like a label on the. You know, like okay. that he's you know at least investing in. Okay. Um. So uh, Quincy White, and then uh, uh, Leon the God, and then from the town. is It's you know it's Odessa Kane and and felt one yeah um, is uh, Rick Scales Ralph Quasar eighteen scales and then it's also Mickey Vale. It's a birthday happy birthday Mickey yeah Um, to Mickey Vale but um, yeah that's on April twenty sixth. It's a Thursday night at the Marrow. Please come through San Diego if you're Um, in the San Diego or Southern California area. Please come out for that yeah. yeah, So that's huge you know because if that if that sustains itself we can keep doing stuff like that. And then, um, I want as many people as possible to reach out to me and come come work with my students in my classroom. Dope. I just had a visual yeah, artist. Out there. Yeah, dope. yeah. I just had a visual artist come through. Uh, she, she teaches at City College at, at Berkeley, Jay, Jay Braman. Um, Jenny, she, uh, taught my students how to, Turned their uh, narratives into visual narratives They did six panels with wow. uh, charcoal wow. And some of the work that came out I'm goosebumps again right now um, My students are able to communicate In a way that they haven't been given a voice And it's like We're uh, uh, given a tools to use their voice because yeah. they have a voice um, and so they have a new language they can speak in and so like I want you know people coming through J, uh, Real J has come through Dope. he worked with my uh, middle schoolers last year and they
1: can just hit you up like on Instagram yeah, like if, anywhere, if they're yeah. like an artist in LA SD or that would love Please. to come and talk to your love,
3: hip hop, anywhere reach out at awesome. gmail
1: you know whatever that's amazing yeah, dude I would love it Bernie
2: cool so um, tell them about the store first catch me at the shop Yep. Uh, beatbox records 21 21 46 Logan Avenue. It's right by Chicano Park. San Diego. San Diego. Yep. This is like just south of downtown. I'm there three or four days a week, usually. My other guy, um, Il Poetic, is there Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm there every other day, except closed Mondays. But I'm there. Um, we've been doing a night called um, Seance. Yeah. Third Sunday of the month at Cava Lounge with Il Poetic, um, Il Atmospherics. Really dope. Live group from um, from Ohio originally, but they're out of LA right now. A lot of guest musicians from like Surefire Soul Ensemble from from a lot of good groups around town. And it's like, basically what it is. It's a it's a live band atmosphere where they'll have
1: guest MCs and guest artists come through. Yes, right? in yes, a very yes. organic way. It feels like very organic.
2: With um, so the, the main MCs to come through are Odessa and Rick. Yeah, um, and they've been the two you know, most consistently coming through. But other other folks come through too as well. It's kind of an open thing, but it's also a highly skilled thing. Mm-hmm. Not as like a like, you know, like, oh you're not good enough. But like everyone's shredding at that. Yeah. So I would you suggest know, that it, you go watch it, it first.
1: <laughs> to yeah. any artist or, go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Take it in and then and then But if you're dope, you're yes. dope. Yeah. And
2: you know, like we had a dude come up one time. Nobody knew this guy. And he's like, oh let me get the mic. Let me get the mic. And uh, Taylor Milfuck, he's like, okay, he gave him the mic. And dude was dope. He was singing and rapping and doing all this shit. That's awesome. And then after he got off the mic, he's like, yo, let me get on the drums. And Carlos, who's a drummer, is a fucking beast. Yeah. And, like, you don't really want to fuck with Carlos because that dude is sick Yeah. With it. And this dude got on and murdered it on the drums. That's awesome. And, you know, so it's like if you got that confidence and, like, you, you know, be up there because Carlos could tell he's like okay this dude's he's not just blowing smoke like yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be doing that he's yeah. been seeing me play all night like he can he can hold it down alright sure you know this is an open thing its I look at it like an industry night for musicians That's pretty awesome. much because it's just chill you know like we get down so we do that third Sundays at Cavalanche, no cover and we also, a different group of music. Oh, and I'm just on the turntable just scratching. Go. Um And then I do a different night. First Sunday at Cava Lounge, which is a different group of musicians. Odessa and Rick still roll through usually. More on the, like, uh, Latin uh, Chicano vibes. Um Go. Really, yeah, really dope. That one's led by um, Paul Lopez. Really, and that's on really what? What, what days? is it first, first Sunday at Cava Lounge. And so by the way, if you guys are listening to this... every other Sunday.
1: Yeah, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, or wherever you find podcasts or streaming music, go to PlatformCollection.com right now. We'll make sure we have all these people's uh, uh, links so you guys can just click them and go right over there. Especially if you're listening on yeah. iTunes, go over to PlatformCollection.com.
3: When you guys yeah. are overlapping with Hip Hop Weds, coming up soon, right? Next yes. month?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Seance will be... Feature, featured on that. And I think in general, because a lot of people, you know, like you mentioned, Kali earlier, a lot of people have come through the Sunday night and they see how dope it is. But the thing is, is that it's still kind of a fresh thing. We've, I mean, we've done probably like five or six of them. And so it's, you know, as we all know, San Diego might be a little sleepy sometimes you know like you can't just hit people with a dope show and expect them to come you got to hit them with like 30 dope shows and then they'll slowly start to filter in like oh I, d- I can't believe I didn't know about this <laughs> yeah. as San Diego, yeah. Yeah, San Diego can do does. you know? yeah, how that's, we do out here yeah <laughs> we take some convincing real big time. we really like the, to be at home <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is really good
1: yeah. sorry yeah. people yeah. San Diego's really nice there's a lot of shit to do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. guys yeah. San Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Thank you. I, I hope you guys can all come back. Absolutely. It'd be amazing to have you guys come back on. I hope it's. I, I kind of feel like you guys are going to be like my go-to when I get like some some big topics coming on because I want to. I, I feel like this is a really good mix of experience and. Um, just like the work ethic in the room is off the charts. I, I know what you guys do. I respect everything you guys do. I'm looking forward to an amazing record from Bernie and Odessa, 1019. It's super dope. This is the first time I got to meet you. I, in fact, I, I got to tell you it's this. nice to meet you, man. I got to tell you this. One That's of tough. the things um, I had heard about you forever, right? Like, <laughs> and, and I used to go downtown to, um, what was it? Ole Madrid. And then right next to it, and even in Ole Madrid, and then right next to it, there was, I forget the name of the spot. I think you named it earlier, actually. You said something about a spot where he used to play at. But anyways, you were the first guy. You, Parker, a couple other people were the first people that I saw like in downtown San Diego that occasionally would pop up at like at a club or like at a – and I was at the time getting into hip-hop. I was like, wow, how do you – how do you even do that? Like, cause I didn't see it. Cause at the time there wasn't a lot of hip hop down there. Right, right? Right, right, right. But you guys, you guys were able to get into that, into this pocket and into this promotion area that wasn't being touched by a lot of hip hop. And I don't know if you know this, I've talked to Parker about this. I feel as someone who's studied San Diego hip hop forever, you guys helped a lot. You guys wow. helped by kicking down that door because now it's more of a common thing, right? It, but we needed somebody to get in there. We needed somebody to show like this is this can be done right? I feel like if you guys don't do what you do back when you guys were first starting out, then we don't have a seance right now we don't have like a hip hop Wednesday, wow. and I've all, and it's one of the reasons I, you know I really wanted to have you on the that's show dope, because man. I've been hearing about it forever. So much I appreciate bad, it, brother.
0: That's that's dope, man. You know what I mean? That's
1: that's dope. Thank um, you, brother. I appreciate thank, it so much, man. Thank you all, you guys, guys. This yeah. is feeling forward. Make sure you guys go check out our sponsors over at Stay Illuminated StayIlluminated dot right now. Ha, uh, type in Crappy Awesome at checkout, and you get free shipping anywhere in the known multiverse. <laughs> is from what they're telling me. So let them prove it. You know, order from Mars or something. I don't know. Crappy awesome Matt check out. Guys, thank you so much. And uh we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Failing
0: forward. Yeah, much love. Thank you. Andy.
2: This concludes this week's episode
0: of Failing Forward. Y'all bish.